0: Scripture today is from the book of Psalms, Psalms 105, and if you'd like to follow along, that's on page 942. We're going to read verses 1 through 7, Psalms 105. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. O descendants of Abraham, his servant. O sons of Jacob, his chosen one. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth.
1: Randy, Uh, in the bulletin it says there's a children's message, but that's uh, not, we're not having a children's message today. So as we prepare to reflect on uh, God's Word and talk about our 40 days of community, campaign that's this pause as we often do and in a time of quiet and silent prayer let's pray Amen. Well, for those of you who are guests, we have been, our church has gone through what we call a campaign, 40 Days of Community, where we had people in small groups um, and we had lessons that were given on video and then the sermons uh, all orientated around different themes each week that we discussed and focused on It had to do with building up our community. So this morning we want to celebrate as we've come to the end of that and reflect upon the things that we have learned in these 40 days. And I want to just say I'm so grateful for those of you who participated in the small groups. We had over 100 people join in that process. And we're going to have some participants from the groups and even those who weren't in groups who did work, uh, mission um, projects, ministry projects, share with us this morning. Now in Psalm 105, verse 5, it says, Remember, remember the wonders He has done, His miracles and the judgments He has pronounced. The important word there is remember. God wants us to remember. Remember. To remember things that we've learned so that we can put them into practice. So what we're going to do is review the themes this morning. And then we're going to have some uh, people from the groups and even outside the group share uh, some stories about things that have happened and what they've experienced. So let's, let's begin. You have an outline you can follow. And our first theme was worship. What did we learn about worshiping together? We know that God is always with us. God is always with us individually, and Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered together. But we learned that we are meant to draw near to God as an assembly, as a congregation, in order to refocus ourselves and our hope on Jesus to motivate one another towards love and good deeds, and to encourage each other through our joys and our sorrows. When we come together and celebrate and worship, we, we, we come to realize how great God is, how big God is. And that happens as we do it together, and that helps us shrink our problems. We see how big the Lord is, and we're reminded of what He can do in our lives. Meeting together is more than a duty or just an event to attend. We gather and worship because it creates a unique unity. We're united in prayer, we're united in praise, and we're united in hearing the Word together. We do it better together. Now, what have we learned about fellowshipping together? We learned that we all belong to each other and that we need each other. Romans 12, 5 says, Since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. Now, we really hammered that theme over and over. God does not want us to go through life alone. It's not about whether you're married or not married. It's about being part of the spiritual family and for the support that we gain from each other. I talked about the illustration of the redwood trees. They don't have super deep roots, but they, they're the biggest organism on the planet. And the way that they stay up is by intertwining their roots. And we've been reminded that in the campaign, relationships are what life is about. God summarizes in the Bible that we're to love Him with all our heart, with all our soul, and we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's our life goal, to learn to love, to love God and love each other. We also learn that relationships have to be worked at they are not easy but they have to be a priority and they are worth it the benefits outweigh the effort we do life better together now I had the privilege to be part of two small groups during the campaign I was in a study group as many of you were we met weekly we watched the video we had discussion I feel I got to know Um, people in our group on a deeper level. We went through some emotional processing uh, when Riley Meyer was killed. It really impacted some of our group. And and it was very, very meaningful. We're going to meet today for lunch and celebrate. But I was also part of the small group that was the 40 days team, the planning team, the implementation team. Angie Jager was our chairperson. Dan and Deb Cruz, and uh, Megan Witzel, Amy Harder, and Jessica Harmon, were part of that team, and I want to thank all of them for the hard work that they did. But not only that, but I really enjoyed meeting with them, and it became a time of fellowship. So I would like to ask each of them to stand and i would like the congregation to thank them please thank you. we did it better together and then i got a note from someone who was in a small group and they they reflected on how encouraged they were seeing younger people in the church starting to step up and get involved. And they also said, I felt more accepted because I often feel left out. That one thing makes the whole campaign worth it. Because that's what it's about. What have we learned about growing together? We've learned it takes participation. Knowing the Bible is only part of our growth. Putting into practice what we learned is how we grow. James one twenty two says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive ourselves, but do what it says. We don't develop our health by reading a book on bodybuilding while eating a can of Pringles and drinking a can of Coke. We have to put it into practice. We have to do And we discover that we grow faster and stronger when we do it together. Ephesians 2.21 says, In Him, meaning Jesus, the whole building, meaning the body of believers, is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. We grow by being connected. If you cut off your hand and you lay it aside, It's obviously going to stop growing, it's going to stop functioning, it can't survive. If we're not connected to the body of Christ, there's no lifeblood. We can't grow apart from one another. And the goal of growing together is to become like Jesus. We'll never be perfect, we'll never reach that in any perfect way, but we grow towards the goal of that character. Romans 8:29 says for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. That's God's will for us. The task will be finished in heaven, but God wants us to go as far as we can in this life. He gives us different disciplines to do that, to shape our character. But meaningful relationships are vital to that growth. WE GROW BETTER TOGETHER. AND A MAJOR THEME IN THE CAMPAIGN HAS BEEN SERVICE. WHAT HAVE WE LEARNED ABOUT SERVING TOGETHER? ONE IS WE HAVE TO REALIZE THAT WE ALL NEED TO BE SERVED AT TIMES AND THAT WE NEED TO SERVE OTHERS. THERE ARE TIMES IN LIFE WE NEED TO ACCEPT service, and help from other people. If we refuse to accept help from others, we have a problem with pride. On the other hand, if we never help anybody, we have a selfishness problem. But either way, Scripture teaches us it's not the way it's supposed to be. We're designed to give and to receive help, to serve and be served, to share and be shared with. Now, we considered the responsibilities we have as God's family. In the devotionals, we learned about the one another's of the New Testament, that were to love and care for one another, to help and serve one another, to share and greet one another, to encourage one another. I think there's over 50 one another's in the New Testament. We can serve one another in many different ways. In Galatians 6.10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Now, at this time, we're going to have some sharing, some stories. And we're going to start with Sharon Postma and the fifth graders. And they have done a project that they want to share with us. And then Dwayne and Tate, I understand you're going to share what you're doing in your group. And then Sue Hager's gonna share. So, Sharon, I'm going to use that microphone?
2: I'd ask, I'd ask that the fifth graders all come up here to join me. Well, we did not officially meet as a small group. I have these kids in our Sunday school class. And ever since we started talking about 40 days, you'd be surprised at how much these kids have talked about in Sunday school. What can we do? Their ideas were endless. I really had to settle them down. We can't do all that, guys. And um, so we've come up with our own little ministry project. And I'm very proud that these fifth graders are stepping up and doing this. And they're doing it together. And they want to do this for others. So this is a good example of how, no matter your age, that you can do this. So... I'm going to talk to each of these kids, and they're going to kind of help explain our ministry project that we're doing. Um, Tanner, give a brief description of our ministry project. And first, say your name. My name's Tanner, and last name, Linscomb. And we're going to bake cookies and make cards. Great, good. Okay. Ephraim, who are we going to be making these cookies and cards for? Uh, people in our church who don't get out very much. Good. We're going d- go to go um, to some shut-ins in our congregation. Great. Uh, let's see. Who should else? Lincoln. Um, have we baked these cookies yet? No, we have not. No. When are we going to? Uh, the fifth grade boys are going to bake them on Monday, and the fifth grade girls are going to bake them on Thursday. Great. Right. We're going to start tomorrow, and then um, we're kind of breaking it into two groups, boys and girls, and um, do one, one, one time tomorrow, and then the girls will be next week. Um, let's see. How about way down the end? And your name?
1: Avery. Avery. Okay.
2: And when are we going to go meet with these people and give them our cookies, cards? In two weeks. Two weeks. So next, on, on the 25th two weeks on a Sunday. We're going to do it during our Sunday school hour. We're going to go visit the shut-ins, and we're going to visit with them a little bit and uh, talk to them a little bit. Um, Aubrey, what are we going to do after we're done delivering our cookies and visiting with these people? We're going to have a potluck. We're going to have a celebration, aren't we? And what do we do? We do have food, so we're doing a potluck. And who's all invited to the potluck? Our families our families, and everyone in our Sunday school gr- group. Thank you. And why are we doing this, Bryn? Uh, to show love to others. Exactly, to show others our love. Oh, let's, let's see. Who haven't I asked done? Okay. Which is easier of serving, doing it together as a group or individually? Together. 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 I agree. And Jackson... Are we having fun doing this project and planning it out? Pretty sure we are. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Great. So we hope so, yes. (laughs) Well, I'm very proud of these kids wanting to do a service project like this. All we're doing is baking cookies and delivering to people and talking to them a little bit, but we want to show others our love for Jesus and others. So I thank you, fifth graders, for taking part in this. Thank you.
3: good morning um, I'm I'm here just to tell you a little bit about our group um, what we what we took from it Tate's going to talk a little bit about our outreach project that we've we've kind of got planned we're pretty excited about uh, first of all uh, in our group was Denise and Rich Roscom, Amy and Eric Carter uh, Emily and Tate Anderson and Sharon and myself um, it's a, it was a diverse group from the very beginning. Uh, after the first meeting, Sharon and I, we sort of sort of led the group. It was very easy to do. Uh, we knew we had a great group. Uh, it was a very diverse group uh, with our ages, our talents, our weaknesses, whatever. And we recognized that right away. Um, and, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we all agreed. I guess I'm, I'm just speaking for the group a little bit here. Um, a few of the topics that, <clears throat> that we gained the most from... Uh, we felt were uh, forgiveness, um, gossip, and developing, trusting, and loving relationships, friends, friendships. Um, and through the through the process of watching the Rick Warren tapes and Pastor Dan's sermons and our group discussions, uh, we really felt that those three topics, along with many others, I guess, but especially those three that... We all kind of came in with struggling with a little bit. Uh, we really gained some real progress and understanding how to better deal with, with forgiveness and gossip and developing loving and trusting friendships. Um, it, was, it was pretty cool. Everybody opened up. Um, uh, there was a real comfort zone <clears throat> with our group. Um, and moving forward, we're pretty excited about our outreach project. Our, uh, we're, we're involved in a bunch of church service projects within our church community, and um, Tate's going to talk a little bit about that. But in moving forward, I think we're going to continue meeting. We're working hard on setting that up. We we've got a one, uh, we're going to have at least several meetings uh, through the springtime here, and we're all excited about uh, it. was a, It was a wonderful experience. It really helped us to tackle some of these issues, and with the diversity of our small group, um, we all agreed that so many resources as human beings that we offered in our small group, but take a look at our church community, how, how much more expansive that is, and how much of God's work we can really do with this, with this group and our church community. So uh, the community part of it is what really made made our group function and we're excited about what our church is doing throughout our church community and 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 God's love and God's works. Um, Tate's gonna talk a little bit about our outreach project. Thanks
4: Dwayne. Okay, our outreach project, uh, we've kinda put our heads together and decided that we would like to do a uh, a a project that would include uh, the kids of the community. Uh, We would like to do a kids fishing outreach project uh, to target kids that would, uh, wouldn't get those opportunities. Uh, maybe they've never gone fishing before. Uh, so we, we kind of decided looking at uh, age level of first graders to seniors even uh, all the way up through the community. Uh, anybody who has never had that opportunity before uh, to go fishing. So uh, we're also looking at, uh, at when it's all, all done, uh, getting them a, a fishing pole. And by doing that, we're going to uh, uh, Pure Fishing over in Spirit Lake and uh, working with the Fisherman's Factory outlet over there and seeing if we can't get them some fishing poles to take with them so they can uh, carry on that. So I I thought that you know, we decided that would be a pretty neat project to do and maybe we can turn this into an annual event too. So uh, I think that would be an excellent opportunity for the youth to uh, get in touch with fishing they don't get those opportunities so we'd like to like to do that so so hopefully we can get that all put together we're still working on details but uh we're looking at may 6th uh in the afternoon and weather permitting so well we'll have it anyway but hopefully it's a nice sunny day so so that's what we have going on so
3: thanks tate
5: Okay, no fishing from me, but But one of the experiences that um, I had just individually during the 40 days uh, was to help with serving a meal for the residents at Rosewood Heights uh, here in Rock Rapids, which is a low-income apartment complex. And I think I initially just agreed to do this, frankly, because Cheryl needed one more person And then as the day uh, got near, I found myself kind of wondering if I had time to do this, if serving the meal that night was going to fit into my schedule for that day. When I drove over, I felt a little uncomfortable. And I decided that was because I just wasn't sure what to expect. So our serving team that night consisted of a gentleman who had made three different kinds of homemade soup. Delicious. And then Wendy and Caitlin Huseman, uh, Lincoln Cook, and me. So Lincoln has been busy serving. Well, we ended up just having a great time uh, serving the soup and just sitting and visiting uh, with the residents. They were so appreciative of us just taking that time to serve him a warm meal on a pretty cold winter night. Uh, a lot of times, I, in reflecting, I find that it's easy to become fearful. Uh, and your fear will prevent you from stepping out. But I try to step into my fear. Even when I'm fearful, I just try to step forward. Um, to visit and and love some folks that I didn't know. Uh, we're not really called to a life of comfort uh, by God, but we are called to step out and share his love. So uh, that was my experience, and I'm glad to say that our small group, which is Cody and Jen Hofert, and um, Ashley and Evan, christie sorry, Christy and Evan Metzger and Roger Oliver, We'll be going to Rosewood this week and um, getting to know the folks there and serving them again. And I would just say that throughout the 40 days, I kept thinking, this is how we're supposed to live. This is biblical. It took the 40 days for me to be reminded of that. This is how we're supposed to live as Christians, being aware of people around us and showing love.
1: I think there's another group that is planning to serve uh, a meal to kids in the backpack program at the school. So I know there's other projects going on, and, and that's great. And I also want to thank all of those who hosted and who led a small group. Uh, we could not have done this without you and, and your willingness to help. So thank you for that. You know, as Sue was saying, we, we, we serve by making ourselves available. That's really what we need to do with our gifts, ability, and our time. What have we learned about reaching out together? James 1.27 says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. You know, the test of our faith is not how much we know. The test of our faith is not what we say we believe. The test of our faith is how we treat other people, specifically those who don't know Him, who don't know our Lord. Reaching out is not just about helping people, as it says here in James, in distress, but we want people to know Him. We want people to meet Him. He wants the good news to be uh, spread around and for for everyone to have the opportunity to hear it. So we had um, a team go to Houston, not directly connected with 40 Days, but it was a small group. And Cheryl is going to share a little bit about that experience.
6: Well, maybe it wasn't directly related, but I don't think it was chance or accident that the timing of this service trip happened during the campaign. Looking back, I do think that um, it probably all started back in 2015 when our community experienced a flood ourselves, and we had that devastation, and we had that hopeless feeling. And so when Houston experienced that same experience, God had put out a call to um, our community And when I say our community, I mean as believers. And so in October, we sent um, our first team, and that team consisted of people from different denominations and even different hometowns. And we were able to work and serve alongside the people of Houston. Um, What was really cool is that we went down thinking we're going to go and bless and work and serve, and yet God just blessed us. And so we were able to meet... Uh, many of you probably remember the Hattons. Um, we were able to meet this young family on a Friday afternoon. When we stood inside their home, and we cried and we prayed together um, within walls that had been filled with 76 inches of contaminated water, and of course we all thought, "Okay, God has called us here, and this is we're serving this family." And so we have been supporting them in prayer and even some financial gifts. And so when um, the opportunity arose that I and another and another team were going to go down to Houston. I thought, yes, we're going to reconnect with the Hattons, and this is what God has planned. And Well, we got down there, and we figured out that the Hattons actually moved four hours away from Houston, and so we weren't going to be able to meet them. And so with disappointment, we thought, that's okay. We'll FaceTime them, and that's what, that's what God had called. Well, as Jeff, our site coordinator, um, talked with us Sunday night as we planned our plan of attack to work, he shared the address of the home that we were going to go to on Monday. And yep, it was the Hatton home. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> um, and so we reported for duty, and we met the new homeowner. And that began a relationship with our new friend. And uh, we, we worked together, and we fellowshiped together, and we broke bread together, or as Paul would love to tell you about the uh, fried rice and the egg noodles. and um, But we met a friend who grew up worshiping Buddha. And by the end of the week, she shared with us that she knew our God was the true God. Because why would we leave our home and come and help her? And throughout the week, Scripture was shared and prayer was prayed with her, she saw people serving out of the love of their God and that she felt that we loved her and her heart changed. And so we had a front row seat to God transforming her heart. And so I was beyond honored to be part of that journey, um, to witness such a faith story. And I invite you to continue to pray with us that our friend will accept Jesus as her Lord and Savior and that the transformation of her heart will then continue to further the kingdom. And so, friends, when we serve in community, God will do amazing things through that service.
1: Thank you, Cheryl. That's encouraging. I had another story shared here in writing. Um, Rock Rapids may have an island park, but I've been learning that our town is definitely not an island. Sometimes service seems like an organized checklist, but this group, meaning their group, their small group, has um, made the privilege to serve a chance to share the responsibility and joy, and the benefits of meeting together offers opportunity to dream together and step into the unknown with others. Rock Rapids is a community that gives, brings glory to God outside the church walls. So again, another expression of, of outreach, reaching out. Again, the world needs to be told that God loves them, that there's a purpose for their lives, and that God has created a way for an eternal relationship with Him. God gives us the privilege to share Jesus and the good news. It's a great privilege. So we do all of this better together. There are more stories and um, things that we want to remember from these last six weeks. But James 1.22 says anyone who listens to the word but does not do it is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. We've learned a lot during the 40 days, but our challenge is to remember and to integrate these lessons into our lives and living. One of our elders this morning, when we prayed together, said, May we not be finished with the 40 days campaign, but may this be the start. May this be the foundation, God, for our church. Now, maybe it's overwhelming to try to take all of those lessons and, and remember them, but can you ask God to show you one or two things that we've learned in the last 40 days and from our experiences to focus on for you, to make part of your spiritual DNA. It may be with worship or fellowshipping together. It could be about how we grow together or serve or reach out together. Is there, was there a devotional that gripped you, a lesson that we spoke of that that touched your heart in a special way? Or maybe it's the relationships. The relationships you formed and you want to build on those. Are there friends that you have made that you want to develop? And how will you do that? Then there are the projects that are yet to be done. We don't have to stop serving because the campaign is over. May this be a launching pad. A launching pad for our congregation. Whether it's a lesson or a relationship or a ministry. Let's commit to being intentional, to remember and to act in order to love our God with all our heart and soul and mind and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, we thank you for your work in and amongst us during this concentrated time. And we ask that you help us to remember and to integrate the things that you've been teaching us into our lives individually, into our families, into our smaller clusters and the congregation as a whole. Lord, we thank Pray for our worship, that it would be pleasing to you as we come together. We pray that you will grow us in the faith and knowledge of Jesus. We ask that you continue to to manifest the gifts that are amongst us in ministry and to help us look beyond ourselves to reach out to those who don't know you. And God, help us continually to... Keep connected and to have strong relationships of fellowship together. That we may be a launching place for the gospel. We thank you for how you've used this church in the past and help us, Lord, to continue forward in the future. That it may be to the building of your kingdom and the glory of your name. Amen. Amen.